0: Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host Scott Minton. Today we are sitting down with uh, a few of our buddies from the Bourbon Club. We're going to do a Starlight review, um, and we are um, in the space of the—I'm going to call it the She Shed slash Garage slash Bourbon Bunker for Mister Nick Hayden. How we doing, Nick? Yeah, we're doing well.
1: It's—we'll uh we'll, we'll call it the Bourbon Bunker for oh, now. It's, uh, I'm uh, eager to try some of the Starlight. It, mm-hmm. Uh, th- this is the new stuff right
0: this is the, the these are the two newest releases they've done um from the distillery themselves and then uh along in the tasting today uh we've got uh mr lee gettings and uh mr stephen scott how we doing fellas
2: pretty good pretty good
3: great good to be here
0: good 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 so uh people don't know uh you know stephen the legend Scott and Lee um, usually be in F bomb in the middle there their gettings or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, on, uh, baby chugs. <laughs> baby chugs. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, we're going to try these, uh, you know, the VDN rye whiskey, which we'll try that one first, go through some kind of tasting notes. Everybody can kind of tell me what to think. And, Kind of go from there. And then uh, the maple syrup finish uh, will be the second one we'll try. And then we'll just kind of give any kind of uh, finishing thoughts and go from there. So uh, while I'm talking and uh, kind of describing the bottle and things like that, if y'all want to try it, that way you all can you know kind of get your nose on it and all that good stuff. And we'll go from there. So the VDN barrel is uh, it's kind of a red label. Um, the VDN stands for Vino de N'Orange, which has something to do with macerated oranges finished in a white wine. So it should give it a little bit of a pop of a flavor with that uh, orange flavor. And uh, when I talked to Christian in the podcast, he mentioned that they thought that it would go really, really well with the fruit notes you get from a rye. So while I'm smelling it and trying it, I'll let uh, one of you guys take the lead on what do you smell? What do you taste? Um, wh- where you, what do you get from this one? So uh, who wants to start Nick? Are you ready yet?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. It looks like, uh, I mean, just looking at it in the uh, the glens, I mean, you get this nice amber color. And, and then as you swirl it around, it has like this nice oily, uh, the legs on this are just, looks phenomenal. Um, going to the nose, you definitely pick up some of that citrus, um, but it, it's coupled, uh, it's kind of hidden behind that spice that you would typically get with the rye. Um, I haven't sipped it yet. I've been uh, admiring just the oiliness of it. How old is this, Scott? Um,
0: this was a blend of uh, four, five, and six-year-old bourbons, I think. Arise is what uh, Christian and, uh, I think, Ted said. So I, I love the nose on this thing. It's 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 very complex. Um, I do like the citrus on it. Um, but I also get some, like, uh, hints of different baking spices in the very, very background. Like, I get a little bit of, uh, like, maybe nutmeg and a little bit of cinnamon. But
2: I think on the nose that right up front to me i get some of the grains but also i almost get like a caramelized um citrus uh, which now that you kind of explain the the background of it it makes sense and then i get some of that spice um
1: that moves to the front
0: yeah definitely definitely so yeah. what about on taste there nick did you try it yet
1: yeah it's a uh, it's a uh, really good like i said it's a uh, it's not overwhelming with the with the heat or anything um it's uh you do get like this uh uh, kind of like this orange carousel type, type of like <laughs> on the back end, but it also, you know, brings that, uh, the typical rice, uh, rice spice on that front end, which is really nice. It's a, it's a really good um, marriage of the two. It's, a, it's, a, it's really good.
0: Yeah. This one comes in at 109, so it's not like it's a heavy hitter, but, uh, you know, for a rye, it, to me, it doesn't drink that hot. I mean, it still drinks pretty mild, um, but that orange does definitely give some, some, some heavy, heavy citrus, especially on the back in the finish. What do you think, Steve?
3: I think overall, for me, a finished rye just far outweighs a finished bourbon, and this is a really nice taste. I love the orange, and uh, I get some cinnamon, brown sugar kind of taste. Yeah, but uh, nice spice, not too, not too hot, but and it finishes well. Lasts. I like, I like the way it feels on my tongue and the back of my throat.
0: Yeah that that first bit that touches your tongue it's got a like a pop it's like almost like a, a little tingle on the very front of your tongue when you first get it in there and then after that it kind of goes into that smooth nice finish almost like a it's not quite the Kentucky hug but it's it's got some nice warmth as it go down.
2: Yeah that's uh, definitely that that little bit of that rye bite um, you know it starts with the orange and kind of the caramelized sugar flavors and almost pick up maybe in the nose it it reminds me of
1: like a graham cracker or something, with like some sweetness in there, like like uh, like one of those like honey grams like you get like <laughs> w- like in your like lunchbox, like those little teddy burger thing. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, I could actually see that a little bit. The more you say about, like I said, it, I get the cinnamon, like almost like the honey cinnamon ones or something like that. Yeah,
2: yeah. and then um, and then it moves into that. Well, like you said, not not necessarily the Kentucky hug, but it's got a nice warmth that kind of lingers, and there's almost um
3: it's a, it's a conservative southern indiana hug <laughs> there you go right there hey we do have three we, of the four here we do are have
2: hoosiers. three hoosiers that's exactly <laughs>
1: right
0: so it, it i think it also goes back to what nick was saying i mean the the oiliness of this the thickness of this uh, of um it kind of leans to that wh- anytime you drink something that has that much viscosity to it it's going to you know kind of coat the throat on the way back so it's going to give you a little bit more you know that hug i guess yeah. i'd say i was That's, going to
1: go off of uh, steven's point uh, with these ryes you know they always talk about cocktails and these ryes being able to hold up against like the sugars and stuff like that some of these finishes are just phenomenal that have come out recently with these ryes so i'm almost wondering if, it, if it's holding its own um i'd love to see this in like an old fashioned. i mean i i bet one of those you could uh, really you know tone down some of the bitters and bring, bring that out with a nice cube and a little simple syrup absolutely
0: I 100% agree with that you know the funny thing is they've got a honey finished rye coming out right now that uh is getting ready to hit the market um that that well yeah, we little, luckily i think we just talked about it on the podcast so i'm not letting anything out of the bag but but yeah so they've got a lot of crazy cool things that are coming out up there but yeah i'm kind of anxious to see what that one's going to taste like i know uh another distillery had just uh released the honey rye as well so uh or i guess i should say bourbon company i don't think they technically distill yet but we'll go from there
1: yeah I get where you're, you're throwing down. <laughs> you're picking up what I'm putting <laughs> down.
2: I definitely like a, a good old-fashioned, but uh, a lot of times that's usually if I just go out to a restaurant. So I haven't really, you know, I usually just drink everything neat, maybe throw a cube in there occasionally, but I could definitely say this would be the hold up.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to get another another bite of this one here.
1: Yeah, this one keeps coming. Uh, it wants you to come back for more. I mean, it, it, it lingers on that back of that palate down your throat. It's like not that burn like you say it is, but, I mean, it's there. I mean, it's... It's just enough that it's just
2: wanting you to, hey, come back. <laughs> Take another little swig. It,
0: it, and even the more you drink of it, you, it gets more complex. I mean, for me, this one, you, you bring out more of the fruit notes. And um, I, I think if you talk to Ted or Christian, um, especially, they really, really like to try to, when they make those cuts, to bring that. that That's what they're really, really trying to do is bring some of those fruity notes that Rye have. Um, to, uh, really bring those forward. And I think this orange really just, it does, it brings a lot, a lot, a lot of that citrusness forward and gives it a little bit of opportunity. I probably should have tried it with a drop or two. I'm not, not really doing that, but I think whenever I'd uh, tried this the first night I tried it, um, this is actually not my first time <laughs> as you can see from the bottle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Nick here just added a couple drops to it and, uh, right on the nose, I think it brings up more of that floral, um,
3: Definitely.
0: So I thought I definitely. got a little honeysuckle, if I remember correctly. Um, like a field of honeysuckle, like a little bit more floral, or but sweet floral, not like uh, medicinal floral. I feel like like there's certain flowers that give off, you know, a different type of like perfumey smell versus a sweet smell.
2: It's definitely it's definitely sweet and kind of reminds you of a, a
0: honeysuckle for sure.
3: And it changes right. it changes the orange flavor. It diminishes the orange. Yeah. But it brings out some other.
0: I 100% agree with you on that one. I think it does. It kills the orange back a little bit.
1: Yeah, it, it brings out, I think, a little more of the floral. So I think it's uh, – uh, we, we did about three drops, which drops at about one or two proof points according to uh, my mathematical skills that I, I, I attempt to have. But it's uh, – <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it almost uh, – that orange kind of disappears, dissipates a little bit, but then you get that floral note. So it, it definitely changes. Um,
2: I think going back on, on the – from the the nose whenever I, I tasted it it brings almost more of that sweetness up front it, it's floral but then it moves into almost like a, a sweet dessert kind of creme maybe or something like caramelized and then it the heat kind of obviously dissipates with the couple drops but it's still it's See, still i felt like good. the rye
0: popped a little bit more whenever uh, i put water in it like i felt like it had a little bit more mouth heat um but not like it it, it got smoother but it had more mouth heat. Like I felt like I had more of a pop whenever I did it with water.
1: I'd agree with you on that one. That's a, a good analogy. I mean, it's, it's good for sure. It's definitely good.
3: It's just great to just keep nosing it. I mean,
0: yeah, I, I, I uh, <laughs> the schnoff, as we would, would, would say for, for Jasnoff, um, he 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 knows this glass pretty hard the night that we were in there and if anybody seen matt's nose it's it's big nose so he he really he, he really <laughs> he really rimmed that rimmed his nose in that in that one pretty good so uh so while you guys are finishing talking about this one i'm going to go ahead and get started on this maple syrup and uh getting my nose on it and everything else so lee, lee preference uh neat versus with a couple of drops that type of thing i'll let nick go from there and then Steven. I think
2: with me. Uh I think i would have to go with it neat um it did i think i like that caramelized orange pill kind of up front and in my opinion i think it had more heat uh without the water you know compared to you guys that so they kind of uh you thought it brought the the rye spice up after a couple of drops but yeah. uh, both i think were good but i would ultimately have to go with the
1: neat uh, yeah, I'd have to definitely agree with you. I think neat is uh, the way to go with this, especially if you want more of those citrus notes. And at 109 proof, it's not going to you know uh, knock you off your socks either. So I think the nice long finish coupled with that sweet spice of the rye and then that hint of uh, that orange zest, um, I think it makes for a great neat pour. Um, I'd still like to see it in a Manhattan or an uh, Old Fashioned to see how it does. Like I said, those ryes always hold up good, uh, but definitely neat for me. Steven? Same,
3: same here. I... Drink basically everything neat. Right? right? Rarely ever had ice or rarely ever had water.
0: Yep. So I, I, while you guys are sniffing and, and getting onto the maple syrup, I'm going to go ahead and kind of give you my insight on this without trying to skew your all's opinion too much. But, uh, man, the, the maple syrup really comes out front on this nose, this very nose forward. This one comes in at 108.2, so it's very soft, very subtle um this was a blend also of uh, i want to say it was uh, five and six year old bourbons and uh it was the carl T blend so that means it's a mixture of the four grain and the three grain so that'll give you a little bit of insight as far as what you're drinking as far as that goes so that means it's still going to be heavy rye, but there is some wheat that's mashed in on this thing as well so you said that was 60
2: 20 20
0: 60 20, 20 is their typical three grain mash build and then their four grain mash build I want to say is like 60 12 I thought it was 50 That
3: was 51 20 29
0: you might be right I think you might be right yeah do you dare question the legend no I don't I don't i don't <laughs> dare I don't dare question the legend because he he probably gets out the starlight more than I do um listened listen to, to a drink. podcast
3: and learned that somewhere.
0: Probably, like I said, my memory sometimes does not serve me very well. I'm not an elephant. We'll just put it that way. My, my wife will tell you I don't remember shit. So she said I'm lucky to remember my wallet. So for me, the nose is just—I mean, right off the bat, a lot of those, you know, caramel sugar. Um, I even I, I almost get like a butterscotch with that maple syrup, you know, flavor. Um, I think I,
2: the butter up front. I can—I was trying to put my uh, finger on that. Uh, the maple definitely is, uh, you know, obviously maple finish, but it still has got. There's some other complexity or some smells that are coming
0: through as well. Yeah, it's almost like Werther's original. Now, now Stephen, mm-hmm. I know that, you know, but you, you two young pups might not know what old Werther's original is.
1: Every time uh, I go to my grandmother's house, it was the, <laughs> that, that was the candy dish. You know, you'd ask for jelly beans and all this other stuff. No, no, it's all it's always those Werthers. Like even in the even in the uh, the purse and everything in the car cup tray, you name it. It sounds we, like we, you may. have grew we, up. In we call Southern them Indiana. grandma's
0: kisses, is what we always called them. Where there's originals and butterscotches, that shit was always sitting in their purses. So, growing but, up, uh, my
2: my great grandmother uh, lived real close to my house, so I spent a lot of time there, and that was the same same thing. She had those everywhere, and now that you're kind of, it's kind of bringing back some nostalgic
0: kind yeah. of memories. Am, am I getting so. you in the feels? Oh shit! I think we Lee just squirted a tear over there. I, I like it. I like it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> when my when my grandfather died, my grandmother gave up smoking immediately, and turned to a butterscotch candy addiction. And so, the last seven years of her life, there was butterscotch everywhere.
0: So my 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 dad did the same thing. Only he went to double mint gum. When my grandpa put my when my grandpa passed away, my dad was like, you know, I'm gonna quit smoking. You know, because my, my grandpa had cancer for forever, but he chewed double mint gum. The funny thing is, he walked around literally for a year. With a pack of cigarettes and three packs of double mint gum in his front pocket (laughs) and never smoked a cigarette after that time that he decided to quit. But he said he wanted it there as a crutch just in case he needed it. But after that, that, he uh, got away.
2: We're kind of thinking about memories and and some of the the flavors here. I think um, when you... You, you get the maple and then kind of think of that buttered almost like a butter pecan kind of th- it reminds me of like a butter pecan ice cream. Oh, I'll definitely kind of kind of on the yeah. the back end. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I was going to say the pralines and cream. Yeah, yeah. it was a. It's just like man, it's like what is this? Yeah, it's got some nuttiness to yeah. it
0: for sure. But you know, so I'm all waiting. Right. To, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to get in and drink on this. As you can see, I've I've also tried this one a little bit. But uh, all right, I'm going in. Go in, going deep. Steven's gotten the first taste there, and I, and Stephen. I know you're not a huge bourbon finish fan, but I, I, I got to believe this is one that you, you probably are going to somewhat like. But you you give this, me your assessment.
3: This is good. It's one of certainly one of the better bourbon finishes I've ever had. What I like about it is it reminds me of pancakes.
0: Yeah, pancakes. I can see that. And it's definitely got some baking spice on the back end, especially on that flavor palette.
3: Yeah, um, very soft and smooth.
0: And then like I said to me it's it's not got a strong maple syrup taste though you just kind of get sweetness from it um, sweet and and, mm-hmm. and also in, in in that complexity it's actually it, this one actually tastes a po- proof actually maybe even a little overproof when I drink it it came in like I was like oh this is like 110 115 but when I looked at the bottle it was only 108 so I was kind of shocked at what how, little proof it had based off the taste and i think some somehow the maple syrup probably accentuates the heat on this a little bit so
2: i think that they did a really good job blending this because that was some of i'm not a big uh bourbon finish guys but it doesn't i was anticipating off the the kind of smell was that it would it would um it would be real heavy on the the uh, finish up front but it actually is very subtle good deal
0: i'm gonna put a little water in my second sip and i don't think i actually tried it with water yeah. Before, So that's going to open it up hopefully a little bit and see what it does to it.
1: Yeah, no, I think Starlight's doing great things with uh, their finished stuff. Um, uh, I'd agree with you. It's not – I've had some uh, maple-finished uh, bourbons that have been overwhelming – just like it's like slap you in your face with like this, this sweetness almost to where it overpowers the bur- bourbon. This one, the subtleties with it make it really nice. Um, you get some of those earth tones. Uh, so, again, I'd like to know the uh, mash build on it, but like I, I get some of that uh, the earthy notes on the very back side. but it's um, solid. It's a, it's a solid pour. So the
0: cool thing about Starlight, too, is they're farm-to-table, right? Like everything that they distill is grown on their 1,300 acres. So, you know, their rye comes from their cover rye during the fall, so that way when they're blending their ryes and doing those type of things, that's what they're doing with it. And then the corn, obviously, you know, grown in – Hell, I'd I'd venture to say half the Kentucky distilleries are probably using Indiana corn for their for their bourbon, you know.
2: But I, I have a some close to my heart with the uh, Indiana corn. It's it's good, but I, you know I'm a Hoosier, so yeah. I, I,
0: <laughs> for me, it's always been Silver Queen. That's what we grew up with the old the old white corn in Southern Indiana. That Silver Queen blend that you know people, farmers, and anybody that grew up in that area, they probably know Silver Queen corn. You know, so I'm kind of anxious to see if Starlight ever gets into that crazy stuff. I know they did. Um, just do some Bloody Butcher releases that they had done about four or five years ago. Um, Kind of uh, what Jephtha Creed, I think, is popular for the Bloody Butcher.
1: I think they kind of started it when they first, uh, when they, uh, was it Shelby County or whatever, turned wet. When they turned wet, they started doing the Bloody Butcher corn bourbon finish or whatever.
0: That sounds about right. So a couple of drops of water, the maple syrup actually comes out a little bit. Um, But man, it, it really, really, really dives into that pancake taste that you were talking about, Stephen. You know, it gives you... A little bit more subtle flavor on the on the baking spice. It almost completely eliminates the rye. Um, I'm picking up a lot more wheat now at this point. When you add that water, yeah,
1: I look, think uh, that's, a, those, that's that earth tone. I think I was picking up on that that initial one prior to that water.
0: Yeah, but I, I feel like the the wheat portion of it, rather than the rye, is coming out a lot more on that back end. So I just added the water and and starting to nose it, but you know, just prior
2: to doing that, I think that there was quite a bit of of uh, surprised uh, that there was still some heat from it. Uh, not as near as much as the VDN, but, uh, it's still kind of the, the mouthfeel complexity of it. And I was surprised with, um, I'm going to nose this with a couple drops of water real quick.
0: So Stephen, what do you think about on the water? You're getting a good little guzzle there going. So give me a little insight. on. It. It's not a bottle chug, but it was a nice <laughs> little slip there.
3: I don't do baby chugs.
0: <laughs> no, you sure do not do a baby chug.
2: <laughs> I asked him one time and he said, I'm 60, but. I'm not going to tell his age. Sorry, whatever. Uh, he doesn't have time for baby chugs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: he's in the tail light. <laughs> I,
3: I actually feel more heat with the water than I did before. Not a lot, but it's, it's just it's, it changes.
0: Hmm.
3: I think the <laughs> nose
0: on it with is kind of flat for me. Yeah, adding water, the nose kind of went away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would agree with that. Um, you know, I, I I'm going to say I still prefer this one neat, but it definitely offers some more complexity as far as the earthy tones that Nick had first spoke about. I think it really, really comes out, and then some of those baking spices start hitting a lot more. And I think that's probably what you're picking up on. I feel like I feel like I'm getting a little bit more cinnamon on the backside, especially with uh, the water added. Yeah, um,
2: I think the the finish or um, with the water on that, I am picking up a little bit more heat than without. Um, but the finish on it, there, I, there's something there. I can't I can't put my put my finger on what it is.
0: Can't put my finger on it, huh? That's right.
1: That's what she said? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is
0: Lee. It probably is what she said. <laughs> hey, I'm just a Southern Indiana. If it, if it, if it was my wife, she'd definitely tell you that's what she said. <laughs> of course, I've been married so long, I don't even look both ways when I cross the street anymore, fellas.
1: So, so Kate, that's
0: what I have to look forward to?
1: so so, <laughs> I mean. so can these be bought at the distillery then
0: um so both of these actually sold out like day one or day two i think day one yeah if i remember correctly so uh, i don't think you're going to find them um but i'm sure you can find somebody that will have some i, I bought my fair share i'll just put it that way so if anybody's looking for a bottle you, you could probably contact me but do, do you know how
1: many bottles they produced? at what the yield was for each one
0: so the maple syrup was actually a split barrel. They split that with a group out of Florida. So I think they only had about a hundred bottles of it, um, that they sold through the distillery. The rest of them went to a small group in Florida. Um, the VD in, on the other hand, I think there was 230 because it obviously with it being a blended barrel, um, you pretty much got the entire, you know,
1: you filled it up to yeah, the top.
0: Exactly. So and I think it only sat in there for, I think they said 14 weeks or something like that, like three or four months. So not a ton of time.
1: Yeah. yeah no, I, th- I think the uh, the flavor kind of made a pop. It, it, gets, it gets hard with those finishes, um, letting it sit in there. Do you let it sit in longer, shorter? I mean, it, it's one of those, it's almost like roulette. You know, it's like, well, at what point is it too overpowering? And at what point, you know, do you not get enough of the flavor? But I, I think they did a good job on both of those.
0: So I'm telling you right now, when, when the Brazilian one hits the market, it's something special and unique, and it, it tastes, to me, it tastes outstanding, but it's going to be so much different than anything you've ever tried in your entire life. Um, it's like drinking a cigar, and I, I don't know any other way of explaining it that way, but it's like a, like if you put a bourbon sip in your mouth and like was chewing on a stogie at the same time. Yeah. You know, like, but
1: so, it, so it's like slap you in your face with tobacco
0: yes like it is straight up like pipe tobacco old school like uh, Churchill cigars like I mean it's it's the funkiest weirdest thing I've ever tried that Brazilian oak is what they call it it's not even oak I think it's actually in the maple family but it, it, it's just in unre- the nose on that thing I mean like oh, man I, I literally when it comes out I'm gonna probably try to I'm gonna see how many I can actually buy and just sit on them
1: well, where are the price points on these?
0: So these, I think, came in at a uh, sixty nine ninety nine a piece and seventy two ninety nine a piece. Um, so that's kind of where they they came in at. Oh, so that's so not out. crazy high, but oh. but definitely. Uh, good good stuff as far as that goes
1: and you won't see these in stores at all i mean you, can, you only can get them at the distillery. so
0: right? you will start seeing these in stores they did do some other um additional barrels now the question is is will we see any how many will we see local um and uh i think our podcast might actually be getting a vdm barrel like i'm in the process of trying to negotiate that if nothing else i think we'll be able to split one so hopefully uh, that'll be a a good opportunity for us. The maple syrup are way more limited because they work with a direct farm, um, in, uh, I think it's Salem or something that they get their maple syrup from. And, uh, they didn't want to do that many of, uh, their maple that much of their maple and bourbon. So <laughs> it was one of those things that they have to find, uh, either another farmer to do that with, or things to that nature with, with, whereas Starlight has their own hives for, you know, their, their farms themselves, but they don't have that much maple. So they, they source that through a small farm, I think. And, uh, like I said, I think it was in Salem.
2: Yeah. I think they do a, uh, the maple syrup festival every year. Yeah, I think Down that's there? right.
0: So that being said, uh, we tried two great bottles. I think I would say today. Um, even Steven said, you know, he got a finished bourbon that that, that he didn't hate. So that's, that's a plus.
3: Right. <laughs> I'll still t- I'll still take the rye. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to take the rye.
0: Um, so I, I, let's do that then. If if, you, if 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 one of these, either one of these bottles came up at, at retail, which one would you buy first? Which one would you buy second? And then would you buy both?
3: I would buy the rye.
0: You would buy the rye. Okay. I
3: don't I don't think I would buy the bourbon.
0: Gotcha. All right, Nick.
1: Uh, I'd probably lean more towards the rye, um, but I would likely buy both. Only because when you have family and friends that come out of town, you want to treat them to something that you can't get everywhere. Right. So with family up in like Wisconsin, Missouri, uh, St. Louis, and there, you know they they won't see this. So having something that's totally unique, um, Starlight's great. Uh, if honestly, if you have a chance to go out and just hang out at Starlight, just go out there and do it. And oh, no absolutely. Uh, but uh, I'd probably lean more towards the rye if I could only pick one. Uh, end of the day, I'd probably try to sneak both bottles into the bag, uh, <laughs> before the wife, before, uh, uh, the wife caught me going out to the car.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Lee? Uh,
1: I think I'd go with the rye. Um,
2: I, I like both of them, but you know, uh, I don't like, uh, family, uh, very much. So I'm not going to share as Nick would, but no, <laughs> no, I think, I think they were both, uh, they were both good uh the rye was uh my favorite in uh in the tasting that we did so so,
0: so it's a grand slam all four of us agree that the rye is, is the, definitely the hit of, of the of the two but uh we wouldn't kick the other one out of bed for eating crackers <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's right <laughs> good deal good deal so uh that's our review for the day uh we got the starlight uh vdn and the starlight maple syrup this is scott lee nick and S- steve and scott all uh, signing off Ch- peace